0: Our goal was to break down barriers to entrepreneurial education. And that's taken us on a journey from Founder Magazine to this podcast and beyond. And today marks the next step in that journey, Founder Plus. I'm proud to introduce you to Founder Plus, which is an all access pass to each of our online courses and programs and their proven frameworks for success. It puts Every strategy we've compiled from world-class instructors at your fingertips while connecting you to a global network of like-minded entrepreneurs. Founder Plus will take your business to the next level for today and tomorrow. So whether you've just joined our family or you've watched us grow from humble beginnings, we're really thrilled to have you join us in this exciting new phase of making the Founder brand and this company the world's best entrepreneurial community to launch and grow your business. So finally, before we get into today's episode, I'm inviting you to come back, check out Founder Plus and go to founder.com forward slash membership. I'm really excited, guys. This is an incredible new evolution of entrepreneurial education, and our mission is really to get as many of these founders that we interviewed to teach and also give back on the Founder Plus platform and really go more in depth with the knowledge and the experiences and the lessons learned that they're sharing all in Founder Plus. So guys, please go check it out if you're enjoying these interviews. That's it from me. I hope you enjoy this episode. Now let's jump in. What you need is thirst. You need to be a thirsty human who is intent on learning. It's a really fascinating, fascinating
1: exploration of human potential. Now. 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 now, the Founder Podcast. Even the greatest entrepreneurs had help. If you want to learn from the most successful founders on the planet, you are in the right place. Branson, Mark Cuban, Tony Robbins, Tim Ferriss, Ariana Huffington, Steve Case, Gary V, Sophia amoroso Barbara Corcoran, Damon John. Learn from the greatest minds in business today with interviews hosted by Nathan Chan. This is not your average entrepreneur podcast,
0: the founder podcast. Thank you so much for being part of our AI and e-commerce summit, Melissa. As we were saying offline, uh, you've been an incredible teacher, instructor, and a thought leader in the founder platform and network, you've, you've introduced me and, and us to so many incredible founders that have also given back on our platform. Uh, but for those that are not familiar with you, your work and your brands and all the incredible e-commerce businesses, and now also you're talking about local business that you're, you're launching, a, a retail business as well. Um, the first question we ask everyone that comes on is, how did you get your job, Okay, how did you find yourself doing the work you're doing today?
1: Yeah, I guess uh, about seven or eight years ago, I didn't realize that this would be, you know, not only the worst day of my life, but also the best day of my life. Um, But when I got denied from my vacation request at my full time job, uh, it made me realize that I didn't have any control over my life. And, you know, when I could go to the bathroom, when I could take a vacation, like literally I'm clocking in, clocking out. Um, but I had no real, even though I was entitled to, you know, two weeks vacation, I couldn't decide when I could take them. So it really was a light bulb moment for me. And at that point I kind of quit my job and went full time with e-commerce and Amazon. Um, but prior to that, I had discovered Amazon basically through, um, just having clients that I used to build websites for. So as like a side hustle, I ended up building websites with WordPress. This was before Shopify became like this big thing. And WordPress is a lot more difficult because you actually had to know a little bit more HTML. Sure, I I had some different templates to work with, but it wasn't as user-friendly. So, but realizing that people were making a lot of money selling things online, especially building out these websites for clients, I realized, hey, like, why can't I do this? So that's when I kind of got into the weeds of, okay, like, how do I make money selling things online. I know how to make the website, but now I need a product that I, I can sell. So that kind of just catapulted it. And then, you know, when I got denied my vacation request, it was like, this is the last straw. I, I have to, you know, it's this or nothing. And that's basically how I got into it. And uh, yeah, I've been doing it ever since.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, you've you've launched many different products and ranges and brands, and you've done very, very well with many different products and brands. Um, And I'm curious, what's the state of the Amazon platform from when you first started to now? Um, Because a lot has changed.
1: Yes, you're definitely right. A lot has changed, especially since, you know, seven years ago when I first started on the platform. Obviously it was a lot easier back then to get more reviews, um, to rank your products. The algorithm was a little bit different. And, you know, especially with a lot more sellers coming into the market not just from the US, but also now you're having all these international sellers who are the manufacturers themselves who are selling on Amazon, all right? So you have a lot of these people who can undercut you in price, but what I find is, you know, the same tools and tricks of the trade from back then no longer work now. So um, with this business and any business, you're consistently learning. You're always learning there's always something new, something changes, you know, even if you don't sell on Amazon and you sell on your own website with that whole iOS update, now Facebook advertising and the way that's done is changed. Like things like that can kind of nuke your business, but you have to roll with the punches and you have to keep on going, moving forward and and learning and adapting. And that's just the nature of business in general. Um, but in terms of what's working now, like what i always hammer into people's brains is that you have to build a brand like you there's no way that you can just find a random product on alibaba anymore and just ship in you know 500 units with no branding whatsoever and like make a killing on amazon now you actually have to build a brand and really build that community around that brand and uh there's you know the different instructors that teach this so well like greta for example she's built you know five different multi-million dollar brands um, and it really goes to show that having a strong brand presence can really go a long way and we're in it for the long run. We're not in it just, you know, for short, short term, we want to make sure that we're building sustainable businesses and that's the way to do it. And that's how you're going to thrive in you know today's e-commerce and Amazon
0: marketplace. Mm. And when it comes to building a brand, what are successful brands on Amazon doing today to stay ahead of the competition?
1: So oh, you're getting, they're getting very crafty. Um, I mean, when I, when I say that, I mean, you are having to do some really creative stuff with your, your marketing. So not just focusing on Amazon as a platform itself, but also driving external traffic. So whether it's Google advertising, you know, TikTok is a big thing now where you can literally one video can, can basically make your listing pop up, pop off to the top of page one uh, quite easily. Right. But then there's another set of challenge where you have to make sure that you maintain your stock and everything else. Uh, but in terms of what the good, solid brands are doing right now is they're optimizing their listings incredibly well. And what I mean by that is they're providing high quality listing images, They're storytelling. I think that that's a big thing, too. Um, and really, you know, a picture is worth a thousand words. There's really so much that you can pack into a single listing image but a lot of people who don't take the time to actually craft their listing very well, whether it's the copywriting or the product images, the product photography, even just upgrading some of your images through renderings, because renderings can be a really good way to get high quality product photos. Uh, and now with AI even, like you can get really, you can do a photo shoot for super cheap as I, as I kind of go through my uh, presentation. And it's it's really crazy with all these tools that you have now, how easy and how quickly and swiftly you can move. So because, you know, if you're at a point where you're a small business, you can be very agile in the decisions that you make. Whereas a Johnson and Johnson, you gotta go through so much red tape. You gotta, you know, you gotta go through your manager's manager's manager to get approval to upload a listing image. Whereas you can stay on top of like all the trends, you can change you know, for example, during Christmas time, like Christmas is coming up, usually we'll add like a little Santa hat on top of our products or like a little Christmas bow just to like Christmatize it. Um, And that's a good way to pop off, like pop out of the the page so that people are cl- clicking on your product. Um, So that helps with click through conversions, Um, sorry, click through rate. And yeah, there's a lot of really creative little things that you can do, especially because you have the, you know, you make the decisions at the end of the day and you can really push go on them
0: quickly. And when it comes to, you talked about AI and how easy it is to do product shoots like you did in your workshop. Um, I'm curious around how Amazon's AI advancements has affected sellers and selling on the platform.
1: 100%. I mean, you're seeing a lot more AI generated uh, descriptions You know, people are optimizing their bullet points with more keywords, especially the more relevant keywords as we kind of went through. Um, There's so many different tools out there though. It can be overwhelming with all the different tools. Uh, We talked about Genie AI, for example, that's giving us customer insights on how, you know, it basically summarized all of the different reviews for a single product. uh, So you can look up your competitors and instead of you having to spend hours and hours and hours reading through every single review literally tools like genie ai can um, aggregate it all into a you know one page for you to summarize all of those different pain points that customers are having in the negative reviews Um, and it it provides a lot more insight on how you can maybe improve that product
0: yeah and on the on the uh kind of you talked about a few different tools kind of what are what are the tools that are your favorite that you're using in your business right now and what are some that you're seeing other e-commerce founders use.
1: Well, I feel like the fan favorite is ChatGPT just because it even just as a, a a sounding board um when my fiance is like tired he's sleeping right now like if I wanted to bounce ideas off of him right now I can't, right? But ChatGPT they're up all night every day all day um and I can, you know, pull up my phone and quickly just ask a quick question. Or what do you think about this? Um, you know, I can just sound off some some spitfire questions and get them answered fairly quickly with ChatGPT. Uh, I can come up with ideas. Usually at nighttime is when I like I'm most creative for whatever reason. Like sometimes I lie in bed and I'm like, oh my god, like I have this idea, and then I have to get up and I have to like you know <laughs> hash it out <laughs> um, at like two in the morning. Like sometimes you get like these things in your head and you you, um, need someone to like run by these ideas. And usually chat GPT is great for that. Um, Especially coming up with, you know, if I want to come up like with a brand name, for example, Uh, I did that with, you know, the claw machines that I designed. Uh, Like there's just so many different tools that you can use, not just chat GPT, but there's a lot of, tools that can help you remove backgrounds off of images nowadays. Canva's a good one, but sometimes um, it does lack in some areas. But now there's like AI advanced background removers where you can actually then uh, transport that product image into different scenes. And even Adobe, they have their Illustrative Fill feature where you can literally highlight one section of the photo and it'll generate using AI a very realistic prop or you know if you want to put a leaf like a palm leaf in the background or if you want to you know have a beach or a sunset it can actually do all of that for you without you having to pay a photographer thousands and thousands of dollars to go to Hawaii to take a sunset photo of your product on the beach
0: Yeah. It's crazy. Okay. And uh, what do you think are the main challenges that founders are facing when it comes to implementing AI solutions, especially in the e-commerce space or in their operations?
1: I think that there's just a lot of noise out there in terms of, okay, which tools are actually useful. And then you see a lot of tools that don't perform as well as you would thought it would uh, because a lot of these tools are still, you know, in infant stages and they're only going to get better. They're going to get refined. Uh, I think that people are, you know, inundated with all this information and you know all these processes. And some things aren't as user friendly because these new tools are coming out just to have some sort of prototype, but they're not, you know, they, they're not refined enough for you to use it. So it is a bit of a learning curve, especially for some of the newer tools. Um, Even a a simple tool like MidJourney, for example, you still have to go through the process of actually setting it up with, um, you know, Discord. And if you've never used Discord before, now you gotta download this new app, and then you gotta, you know, plug it in, and you gotta set it up, and that kind of prevents people from actually being able to use the tool. So I think that that entry um, to use it sort of that friction for people to learn those tools can hold people back from actually using them. And sometimes, you know, you, you you think, Oh, I can just do it myself, like faster than it would take me to have to learn this new thing, set it up and then play around with it.
0: Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this episode and learning a ton. As you know, in this series, we interview some of the greatest founders of our generation to find out how they did it. However, if you're thinking of starting your own business and you want to hear from some incredible stories from everyday people like you or I who are actually in the trenches, only been building their business for maybe one year or two years, like that are building right now and they're really in the early stages, but they're getting success, you should come and check out our new podcast from zero to founder hosted by our community manager Molly Flynn. um, are you using other tools like Bard or Copy AI, or for, for are you using ChatGPT mainly for for copy or like yeah, talk me through that and how you how are you doing the prompting? Any tips there on prompting?
1: Yep, ChatGPT is a lot more for the copywriting side of things. So in the Amazon space keywords are super important so you have to have them throughout your listing title, your bullet points your description even in the back end and what we do is once you you know have have those keywords or you have a list of keywords that you're going to target you can actually copy and paste them into the chat GPT and ask it, hey write me five bullet points use integrating all of these keywords for X product right and then it can spit out, a very seo rich um description and bullet points for you to then use on amazon of course there is going to be some fine tuning there but it's going to get you you know 80 of the way there and it saves you so much time and that's the biggest thing right people are buying back their time and if you aren't utilizing tools like chat gbt especially for copywriting um you not only are saving money, but you're also saving time. And if you have more time and money, you have more resources to be able to facilitate the growth of your brand. So in terms of other tools that, that I really like to use on day in, day out, um, I've actually been playing around a lot with Bing. I know people are like, oh, Bing, like no one uses Bing. So Amazon, or sorry, Microsoft, they have this um, this chat tool within their Edge platform. So you have to download Microsoft Edge to then get access to uh, Bing Chat. So it is powered by ChatGBT4. However, you can do things like upload images to it to then get it to create like logo ideas for you. So you can actually provide reference photos um, and have conversations that way. And there's like a creative assistant mode. So essentially you're, you've hired a creative assistant You know, I used to hire them to write up the briefs for all of our listing images and stuff like that. But now I can easily use Bing as a tool to create those briefs myself. And within the platform, you can actually get it to create those logos, at least those concepts. And then sort of like I go through in the the presentation, you can also turn those into vectors with Vectorize AI um, to then turn that into a high quality logo that you can use for your packaging, for your website, assets, stuff like that. And that's all
0: free to use. Yeah, crazy. Okay, interesting. And what about chatbots? Are you using chatbots for your customer support? And what's your take around chatbots versus human customer touch?
1: So we haven't implemented any chatbots or things like that. Obviously, Amazon does handle a lot of our customer service. So if someone purchases on Amazon, if they don't receive the product, Amazon actually handles a lot of those customer queries. But the odd time when we do get, you know, emails from customers or a message through Amazon's messaging system, we can then generate, you know, templates um, using ChatGPT uh, for copy and basically. I received this email or this message from this customer, you know, how should I respond to it? And it'll literally write up a whole response to it. Um, And you can just, you know, uh, instead of spending the time to write up your own email from scratch, it it cuts back time. So you're saving that time there. But in terms of chatbots itself, I still think that there's still some work to be done. I think it helps to um, filter maybe some of the queries for sure. Like gorgeous. Gorgeous is a, another, you know, uh, customer service platform that essentially takes all the keywords that come in from different customer emails and then it sorts them into priority sequence or they'll have auto replies based on what people are saying. So that can definitely help if you have a large volume of customer emails. But for now, we haven't really had. Um, to deal with that high volume where it made sense for us to implement some sort of
0: chatbot. Yeah, got you. And then when it comes to, I guess, the future of AI, where do you see it going in the next five years, especially when it pertains to kind of e-commerce, brand building, Shopify, Amazon, where do you see it going?
1: It's only going to get better and exponentially from here, which is the scary thing. Like it's exciting, but it's also scary. I think that it's definitely going to create a lot more competition So if you have already positioned yourself right in the market right now, um, obviously you can use this to your advantage and really optimize your your strategy going forward. Uh, But if you're just starting from scratch, obviously you can now use all these tools to become a new competitor in the space relatively quickly. I think soon there will be some sort of tool where you literally input what you want to sell. Um, and it is going to basically create a whole brand for you, like from start to finish. I think that that's definitely among the horizon and something that we'll probably see soon. If someone isn't already working on it, I definitely see that being, you know, something that's, that that's definitely possible in the next year or two even.
0: Mm, Yeah. That's a crazy thought, right?
1: Like just imagine saying, I want to sell pet supplements. And then you now have a brand name, a logo. You have a whole brand kit. You have, you know, your customer avatars. Everything is already put together for you to basically press go.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, look. So, so with, yeah, in the next, in the coming years, it's going to be easier than ever to launch a business. How will, and even grow a business to an extent, but how will brands and e-commerce brands in particular, use AI to maintain a competitive advantage. Talk to me about that and what's your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I think the thing is, people, uh, trends are always cyclical, right? Even with fashion, you always see, you know, what was hot in the 70s and is now coming back and like even the 90s, now, now we're a trend, you know, 90s babies, you're seeing Halloween costumes of 90s costumes, it makes me feel old. Um, But I think that it will come around, it'll come back around to having that human element and how human can you make the AI, right? In a sense where people are always going to want that, that, that relatability, that human factor. That's why you're seeing a lot of uh, creators who are creating brands and it behind the scenes, creating content around that. Sure, they can use tools to help them make that content a lot easier now, but they're combining that human element where it's like, okay, I'm a real person. This is, these are my struggles. You know, I'm creating this business. I'm taking you along the ride for me. And it's creating these cult following this cult following of people that want to support you and buy your products. You're seeing people like Ryan Dubbs absolutely crushing it. He created Do of the Gods and he documents literally everything in his life from you know the ups and the downs. You see people like Iris, um, she created the quick flick and uh, I believe she started in this uh, in the start and skill group. And that's how I got connected with her. And, you know, she shares when she has issues with packaging, like one of her packaging had a misprint, but then she was able to turn that around by, you know, doing like a promotion saying, hey, like we we messed up. Um, but we're going to give a discount on this product. And she ended up being able to recoup that and sell through her inventory. Cause she was, you know, she was human. She was letting people see, you know, they were vulnerable with this issue and problem. And like, just that transparency is going to go a long way.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think using your personal brand, uh, as, as a way to differentiate, differentiate yourself is going to be critical as the years come for sure, no doubt about it. And I think we're seeing like, and I've noticed a trend throughout this summit, a lot of e-commerce brands are growing through TikTok now and like using, you know, your phone, creating content, being the face of the brand, taking people on a journey, going behind the scenes, all the stuff you're talking about, it's key.
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely am sleeping on the TikTok trend. I feel like I definitely should be posting more on TikTok. Um, But yeah, the people who are doing it are doing it well
0: and they're absolutely crushing it. Yeah, I agree. Um, Okay. Well, look, we have to work towards wrapping up. Um, Any other final words of wisdom, any questions that perhaps I should have asked that didn't ask uh, around kind of, yeah, building an Amazon brand, building an e-commerce business product selection? using AI to get a competitive advantage. Yeah,
1: I mean, um, like I kind of mentioned earlier, never stop learning. That's the biggest thing. As soon as you become comfortable and complacent, you will lose your edge, you will fall behind. Um, sure, you can you know, put systems in place and that's where standard operating procedures are super important. Documenting anything that you do more than once, document it. And put it in a Google Drive. You know, start start and build those habits early on, because the sooner you can get used to creating those habits of documenting everything, uh, the easier it is going to be for you. Especially if you're looking at potentially exiting your company, right? You're creating almost like a black box of all this information, and that's going to increase your multiple at the end of the day because you now have you know the playbook on how you run your business. And not only that, but you can create content around it too. If you really want to kind of do double duty. Um, But if you're, you know, screen recordings, great loom, I use on a regular basis. If I need to explain something to someone, I create a loom, I do it once. And now if someone asks me the same question later, Hey, I already recorded this loom, like go watch it. (laughs) Um, And it, it saves me time. It saves me effort. It's also a lot more visual. So the person that is receiving that video, they can actually go through it in their own pace and you know, even make their own notes. You can even get uh, nowadays. There's actually tools where you can do screen record and it turns it into an SOP. I forget the name of it. I will let you know once I remember. But it was a game changer for me. Yes. Yeah, so it actually would you know take screen grabs of your screen recording and turn it into an SOP, and it was like brilliant.
0: Well, look, uh, thank you so much, Melissa. You've been absolutely amazing, and uh, yeah. Much more very soon.
1: 100%. Thank you so much for having me, Nathan. It's always a pleasure catching up with you.
0: Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this interview. As you might already know, our mission at Founder is to help tens of millions of people every single week with our content either start or grow their business, which is exactly why we're partnering with world class founders such as Damon John, Alexa Von Tobel, Grenna Van Reel